Hello and uh, welcome to If My Feet Could Talk, a podcast where I talk about mostly running as well as other subjects like mental health and family, etc. Now, a little catch up with me. Uh, I'm still going strong running every day. As of today, it's 480 days in a row. Uh, no dramas, touch wood. Um, I was due to race the weekend just gone. However, work got in the way and I sadly, well, it was my first, did not start. So a DNS for me. Um, but work, unfortunately, takes precedence uh, with me because it's the nature of my job, sadly. Um, Fat Jack in October uh, has been cancelled due to National Trust's not giving permissions yet for events, etc. Um, so that's been cancelled. So currently I've got no races until next year when I do the Arc of Attrition 100 miler. But we shall see, I may be able to fit in a few races, smaller ones, local, hopefully, uh, in that time. Now, let's move on to our next guest. This fabulous Welsh lady um, came onto my radar this year when we were both ambassadors for the beautiful Brutal events. Um, she's run some adventures, that's for sure, including most recent world record length of New Zealand. I give you Mena Evans. And we're recording. Uh, Hello Mena, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Um, how's the family? How's life in general? As crazy as always. Um, obviously, first week back for the kids now back at school, so trying to get back into some sort of routine again. So it's a, a new sort of normal, as everybody's calling it. So uh, no, it's good. It's uh, I, I like routine because I know where I where I stand with training and housework and jobs and all the other stuff. So yeah, looking forward to getting back to uh, some sort of regime. And have you uh, been able to train much during the lockdown and stuff like that? Uh, got off to a slow start. Um, just obviously trying to get used to the whole, uh, you know, the the, the, uh, the the limited amount of exercise that we were allowed to have and where I was able to go. Um, but in the last couple of months, um, having um, been able to go outside and go further afield, so I've been running up a lot of mountains and, and just getting out and really enjoying the trails. So uh, it's started to pick up again now. So uh, yeah, because you, yeah, you, living in living in Wales, you obviously uh, restricted to the to the five minute jobby or, or five miles or whatever it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So basically, it was like a hamster's wheel every day, and um, I was going out of my mind with boredom, as I imagine most people were. But uh, yeah, now that we're able to get in our cars and actually get somewhere, um, things, uh, yeah, they're looking up again. So uh, yeah, looking unless forward to. Unless you live in Philly, obviously. Ah yes. Oh. <laughs> no, it's, it's strange. I was only there a few weekends ago, so we dodged that one. Oh uh, yeah it doesn't happen to us like and elsewhere and i hope Kofili obviously get out of it as soon as possible yeah. but uh yeah. yeah it's a crazy time so can you give a little intro uh, about yourself uh, who you are um where you're from what you do for a job all that sort of background information on yourself so our listeners and viewers can get to know you a little bit 
Okay, well, my name's Mena Evans and I live in Llansadwen, which is Carmarthenshire. I'm a self-employed dog groomer. That's my day job. Um, and I like to do a little bit of running as well. Um, I guess it's easy just to sum it up. But recently, back in uh, last January, February, I ran the full length of New Zealand and um, gained a Guinness World Record for fastest female to do so. Um, so that's my biggest achievement to date. Um, prior to that, I ran Joggle in uh, the summer of 2018. Um, and I'd only really started uh, long distance running um, a sort of six months before that. So uh, my running career isn't huge, isn't extensive, um, but yeah, uh, hopefully, you know, I'm looking forward to lots of other things. Um, in the future. Uh, I'm 41. I have a son who is six and uh, living with my partner who has two boys. I should name them. Um, Harry and Noah and Llewellyn, who is my little boy. And I've got seven dogs, two chickens, a pony in the field. And that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> Excellent. So, where, where were you born? Where did you grow up? I was born in Pontypris, oh, um, but grew up in, uh, on the outskirts of Cardiff in Radha um, up to the age of 19. And then that's when I started uh, moving about. I lived in London. I've lived in New Zealand. I've done quite a bit of traveling. But in the last seven years, uh, I can finally say I've settled here in San Sadon and I love it. Excellent. Um, I know I know Ponty, I know Ponty uh, pretty well, having lived in Cardiff and got friends still up that way. Um, what were you like growing up as a child when you were in school? Were you sporty? What, did did you do much running back then? No, I absolutely hated running. I was the slow one and um, cross country, um, and I absolutely loathed it. Um, I remember my PE teacher uh, praising me for my good arms. I used to run uh, out of a fashion. I mean, that's not good running, as anybody knows. Um, and hated it, but I was outdoorsy. I was hugely into horses. I was at the stables as and whenever I could. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to, 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 to grow up with horses and then had a, a, a sort of a career with them up until the eight went to my middle twenties. Um, but yes, yeah, I was, uh, the horses was, was a big thing for me. And, uh, so I was, you know, um, I had big mega calves and a big back and strong arms. Um, and, and that was me in school. Uh, but I pretty much just was uh, quite an introvert, still am. I keep myself to myself. And, um, but yeah, I love the outdoors. So, so uh, did, did, did sport, um, did sport sort of go through your family down, down the line, down the generations? Um, so dad was a keen walker. Um, he walked around Wales uh, quite a few times actually with groups of youths. And uh, I wasn't really aware of him doing so uh, at the time because I was, well, it was aged between uh, five and 10 when he did so. So um, I didn't really, yeah, like I said, I was, wasn't really aware of, of his achievements until sort of later on in life, really. Um, so um, he also did, back in the 60s, he walked from 
Brighton, uh, London to Brighton. And um, so all these fun, all these things actually, uh, much later on, I sort of made my challenges as well. And so he's inspired me in, in many ways. Unfortunately, um, he's passed away now uh, and all these sort of recent things that I've done, um, he, he wouldn't sadly be aware of, but uh, I, I'm sure he's looking over me somewhere and, um, and, and telling me that he's, he's proud, but uh, yeah. I think he's definitely aware of it. I think everyone that we sadly lose um, still remain with us in some form looking after us as we do these things. So I think he's definitely aware of it. But when did you, when did you first find the love for running? You said you weren't a runner, but when, when, when did you start going, do you know what, I'm going to lace up my trainers and go for a run? Uh, so I would say uh, maybe 10 years ago when I was working with the horses, um, I don't know why, I just I, I thought, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a go at running. Um, but um, hit tarmac and did a marathon and then um, things in life changed and I moved and then uh, I just forgot about running and then 10 years later um, like I mentioned my, my, my dad sadly passed away in 2017 and um, before he died he asked me if I wanted to walk John O'Groats uh, to Land's End with him uh, and I didn't even know this was a thing um, and you know so he asked me if I wanted to do it and I said yes absolutely but unfortunately his health decreased over the months following um, and then he sadly never got we never got the chance to do so so when he died uh, I decided that um, I was going to do it in his memory and um, but obviously running walking was going to take too long so I decided to, to run it um, and that's when it's sort of the ultra running came about really so um, you know sort of just over a year after he died I did um, uh, run jo uh, juggle John O'Groats to Land's End. So when you first laced up those shoes many years ago um, and gone for your first run um, what was those first steps like for you? Um, uh, 10 years ago when I first started, uh, yeah, I think it was something that I felt, um, you know, when I, when I went out for a run, I felt like a, a, a sense of freedom and, um, I certainly got hooked quite quickly. Um, and then, you know, the sort of the getting fit and then feeling like, you know, you, you could run for miles and not tire. And, uh, and I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, but like I say, you know, uh, I, I moved then and, and then I just, I just stopped and then I had my son, uh, et cetera, et cetera, um, until obviously, well, two, three years ago, I, I put them on again and, um, and felt that sort of uh, infinity with it again. So, uh, yeah, and I think also um, it's helped me a lot with uh, mental health issues as well. So, uh, uh, sadly, like, over the last a few years um, with my dad passing away um, I have suffered with anxiety and depression but running just helps balance me so uh, yeah it's, it's hugely important to me now for many reasons. Um, and you mentioned um, a, a moment ago during your first sort of part of your running career um, before you had a, had a, had a pause you ran a marathon. Which marathon was it? 
that go? Um, so 10 years ago, I did the London Marathon um, and loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was great. So, but it was all about the sort of the road running then. I didn't really know that um, knew, knew about trails and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a London Marathon. So basically the same, 2010, the same, same marathon that was first for me um, all those years ago. Right. How did, how did, you, how did you find the marathon? Did you enjoy it? I did, I did. Um, the crowds were phenomenal. Um, it, it, they carry you all the way from start to the finish. And um, certainly the buzz of the, you know, the crowds being amongst all the other runners and being in London itself, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a phenomenal first marathon to do. Um, and uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And that's, you know, just got me hooked from there on. Excellent. Um, so obviously you mentioned um, you got into uh, ultra running, you found trails and stuff like that. What was it, was it the death of your father that led to that, or were you already looking at going further than a marathon anyway? I hadn't really thought much about running um, before my dad passed away. I, uh, I because I, I was a single mum, so I was sort of I was pretty much stuck uh, in the house really with very limited childcare. So, um, but when dad got ill, my mum and dad moved into my house with me. So um, you know. I, I arranged with mum that we looked after my dad together and my son together. So it allowed me a little bit more freedom to actually get outside and, and start running again. Um, I guess the trails then, um, when I ran John O'Groats to Land's End, I tried to incorporate a lot of the trails just to break it up. Um, and then, you know, just having experienced how much fun and the sense of freedom and the landscapes and everything everything that went with it um, during Joggle, that, that was even more amazing. And so I try to do it as much as I can now. So leading up to obviously the Joggle, um, what sort of training and events did you do to sort of, you, sort of prepare you for what may lay ahead? So uh, on the lead up to Joggle, um, I, well, I did my, my first ultra race, which was the Gower. Um, that was 34 miles. Um, following shortly after that, I did the London to Brighton. Um, I think I mentioned it earlier that Dad walked it. So I, I, wanted, to, uh, I wanted to do that ultra race in memory of Dad as well. Um, and that was, you had an option to do it all in one go as 100k or do it back to back. And so I wanted to sort of, to, to sort of copy that, you know, that wake up the next day, having just run a to do another 50K, because obviously that's what Joggle was all about. Um, so that was perfect, really, really good training for that as well. Um, and then um, it, it, it was tricky, really. I mean, I just did as much as I could with the time that I had, because obviously being self-employed and a single mum, it's all a bit of a juggle. So uh, although it wasn't perfect, perfect and exactly how you know I, I imagined or I would have perhaps liked it to have been it it was it was what it was and um and I just uh, just got on with it really and uh I think a lot of ultra running anyway is, is yeah I mean once my sort of body was as 
I did as much as I could for my body and then the rest then it was uh, it was up to my brain to get me around because um as you said you know you had to fit it around obviously um your family and work and stuff like most of us we're not paid professional athletes so we have to work and we have family uh, to support stuff like that it's difficult isn't it to, to, to juggle training um and races to to prepare you for adventures yeah yeah it's tricky um but um, i mean it's good i think you know my son will he's grown up with me now uh having done this the last few years and so i think it's it's hopefully it will inspire him you know to always sort of work hard and aim for your goals no matter how tricky and difficult it can be um and and then what you can achieve when you put your mind to it you know so i'm i'm hoping that's what he'll learn from it as well so um because he's he's actually been you know uh, i've been lucky enough to have him with me throughout you know he's with me when in, when i did joggle and then when i did new zealand as well so uh and and that was hugely important because just like my dad inspired me um to, to do these you know i hope then that i can inspire my son as well yeah and I, I fully understand that because i'm pretty much playing with my soon to be 10 year old um he's been brought up around running all his life um so i fully understand that so we move on to the joggle then um obviously we we know why you've already mentioned it it was was uh, in memory of your father you obviously said joggle so you started at John O'Groats and and went downhill instead of uphill which is good to, good to see a lot of people tend to go uphill I don't know why um it's how, long did, how long did it take you um so joggle took me um 41 days so I ran typically six days every week and then that one day uh, was always sort of involved having to uh, pick up people, uh, swapping around drivers, swapping around support um, uh, members, family. Um, and it took me, so I did 37 ultras in 41 days. And that was a distance of 1,050 miles. So you did the long run really as well. You didn't take the short run. No, yeah, I would have. I mentioned earlier that um, I tried to incorporate some of the uh, some of the trails. So I did uh, West Highland Way, um, Offers Dyke, and the Cornish Coastal Paths as well as, oh, nice. as other, other little ones that I sort of stumbled across along the way, um, because they were my they were my head breaks, if you like, because um, running on the roads was just so monotonous and so battering on the body. You know, they must be. be uh, muscle groups um and, and 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 not having that change um and 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 it just being really boring actually if, if i'm going to be honest and dangerous and, on the road. And, and there's and there's nothing nothing quite like uh making it a little bit tougher by doing the, the, the corners coastal paths as well thrown in there you know um, I got to the end. It was the, the last week to go and I hit the Cornish Coastal Paths and I was just, I was on such a high and loving every minute of it. And I just thought, you know, I don't want this to end. And then I got to the Cornish Coastal Paths. Oh, it was brutal. It's just so up and down, up and down. It's very little running, a lot of climbing. And uh, yeah, my knees and my hips hated me. How, after. How, how was the weather for you? How was the weather for you at that part as well? It was pretty good, actually. But you had some good food. You had some good views, which yes, on stunning. As I would say, Scotland was probably uh, the the wettest part yeah. of that. That's always wet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But when you, when you hit the coastal pass in good weather, it's 
that's phenomenal views uh, down there. Um, Sorry, it's one of, my, it's one, of my, one of my training grounds, so I, I know it pretty well. Oh, right, yeah. So, yeah, no, so you took 41 days uh, and you averaged basically an ultra a day. Uh, what were the first few like compared to the last few? The first few days of Joggle, um, well, it was a complete unknown. So it was, you know, every morning waking up thinking, uh, oh gosh, you know, I hope I can finish today, basically. And then just trying to get into some sort of routine and, um, and, and, and hoping, yeah, like I said, my body adapted. Um, whereas the last few days then of Joggle was emotional because the whole time you know I was uh, I did doing it for dad so um, I felt like I'd gone through the whole grieving process so uh, it was oh, and dare I say it even though I hate the term it was a journey in so many ways um, the last few days just I had the most amazing time so I kind of didn't want it to end but my body was ready <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's not just people don't realize people don't realize until you've done something like this it's not just an adventure for your feet. It's an adventure for your mind as well, isn't it? Yes. Uh, the, the roller coaster of emotions that you suffer along the way, highs. It, 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 you can't explain it. You have to experience it, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, you know, it's uh, it's what I learned very quickly was um, it's about positivity. And just um, and just keeping that balance, you know, and, and I just try to see the humour in a lot of things. So just to keep me laughing, because I mean, it's such a lonely road uh, for, for most of it. Although, you know, I did have a few people pop up here and there to say hello. But uh, so I just look for like road signs or I don't know, anything that would just make me giggle and then just do daft videos. Anything just to sort of yeah, uh, make me smile, uh, even though it might not be funny for anyone else. But um, yeah, just just kept it all positive, really, because uh, I think a little negative thought can just go absolutely peak tongue and then down and spiral downhill. You know, if you start thinking about things and feeling sorry for yourself. So uh, yeah, it's it's about the approach. Brilliant. And obviously, we've had recently a few uh, joggle stroke the jog uh, runs um, being the fastest female recently. Uh, record recently been taken, as well as Dan Lawson smashing uh, sub ten days. Have you been following any of their journeys during this time? Um, to be honest, uh, I think since lockdown, I've been trying not to to go onto media too much. You know, I talk about sort of keeping things positive. Um, I just think that, um, that certainly Facebook, you yeah, yeah, it can just get. Uh, it's, you just get too bogged down with theories and that sort of thing with, you know, surrounded by coronavirus. But certainly you know, there's been some amazing ultra runners uh, achieving some incredible things in the last few months, hasn't there? I mean, sort of between the Bob Graham rounds and, and uh, the Paddy Buckley's and, and like you say, Joggle. It's just phenomenal. And it's, it's really exciting. It has definitely, it definitely opened up fast times to a lot of people as in knowing about them, where before... Yeah. You may have one person will attempt it, like be it for the whole year. But because races have been cancelled, it's yeah. given people uh, a a thing to do. And you're right, yes. we've had lots lots of them. You know, uh, our, our adopted American John Kelly um, smashing in the grand round very recently as well. Not long after his 
Pennine Way record smashing run. Um, it's, it's been unbelievable. Um, how long did it take you to recover from the joggle? Um, actually, not that long. Uh, between a few sort of sports massages and taking a few weeks, just sort of chilling out a bit, and actually spending time with family was priority. Having been away from home for so long, um, yeah, I was back up and running. Although fairly quickly, although I did get um, I did a really long drive. It's just ridiculous but I got a back injury which then slowed me up for a couple of months whether that might have been tied in with joggle I don't know um but uh I, I got it from driving long distance and um so then was forced sort of to to recover and take things easy for a couple of months but then um then I had my sights set on New Zealand uh which is what I decided the last week of joggle clearly having too much <laughs> You had time on your hands as well. Yeah, I just thought, yeah, what can I I do next? What can I do next? This is amazing. And so I I thought of New Zealand and then sort of was the training. So like I say, I chilled out for a couple of months and then just kept going then towards um, New Zealand because little did I know at the time, but Joggle was a perfect warm-up for for New Zealand. Definitely. and as you've said, you ran this in memory of your late father. Let's talk about your late father for a bit um, and what effect this had on you. Because you've already mentioned you, you suffered from um, some forms of mental health. But how did the joggle help you cope with the loss of your father and obviously with the mental health issues you suffer? Um, yeah, uh, I think just feeling like dad was with me uh, throughout Joggle. Um, the, the, the most important bit of Joggle for me was doing Offers Dyke because he'd walked that and it was one of his favourite trails to walk around Wales. So when I, when I hit that point and spent that, I think it was about a week um, doing that, that was, that was really moving. Um, and that's when I felt at sort of my, my, at my closest with dad, you know. Um, but it just allowed me to sort of just focus on, 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 on the grieving process and, and not just the lows, but the highs as well, you know, thinking of, of good times with dad. And then by the time I came to the end of that, I just felt like I'd gone, you know, through that, the, all through the emotions um, and that I felt like I'd sort of dealt with it and I was ready to sort of move on. Although, you know, I, do, you know, I still think of him fondly now. I don't, I don't, I feel a lot stronger from it, you know? So, um, yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know. Did that... <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's a saying that grieving ends, but love never dies. Do you feel yeah. that's what you've hit? Yeah. Now you've gone past that grieving period and now yes. you're, you're into that never ending love for your father and yeah. anyone else. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, although I always feel, uh, you know, when I'm up on the mountains running, uh, especially in Wales, that uh, that's when I feel sort of my closest to him, and um, and and yeah, I just I just don't get upset about it now. You know, I sort of uh, remember him with with fondness and love, like you say, as opposed to getting upset. So uh, yeah, no, it, it definitely helped. Do you do you talk to him on your own? Um, no, not so much. Not so much. Just just feeling the closeness, really. Um, I guess I do sort of uh, just reliving 
precious memories um, of you know when when we were together. Um, yeah, I, the reason why I ask that is because I I talk to my best mate uh, who I lost through cancer um, quite often when I run because he's on my shoulder um, yeah. and he gets he gets me through the the events that I run um, and I know for a fact he'll either be laughing or telling me off or something. But I I talk to him, so that's why I asked if you if you talk to your dad or not uh, while you're running. Um, but you mentioned obviously you've, you've got anxieties and depression and stuff like that. Do you feel that running helps a lot or just part of your coping mechanism for, for the other issues? Absolutely, for sure. It's, um, yeah, I, I'd like to say like, that depression, I haven't actually had depression for quite some time, although anxiety is, is still often there. Um, but running helps me in so many ways. Um, it just keeps, you know, whether it's, I'm not very good at sitting still, no. right? Um, so I can't do, I can't meditate because I can't switch my brain off. Um, and yoga, although I love it because it helps, it helps balance my running, um, you know, with the stretching and everything. It's not something that I can sort of engage with. Um, and, and, but running, being outside in nature um, and the sort of the, you know, the, with the, foot, the footfalls I find really sort of rhythmical and breathing in the fresh air um and being inspired and enjoying the views and and just all of that put together you know absolutely helps without a doubt you know i know if i haven't been out for a run for a few days because i just start not necessarily slipping but just feeling perhaps a little bit more anxious than i usually would uh, or you know if i have a, a stressful day then i just know i just chuck some shoes on and away to go i come back feeling so much better um you know that it, it definitely you know it fixes me in so many ways um like i've said before uh and and also you know the challenges it presents so it keeps me focused um with determination and um and motivation um and all the people i've met you know running has just has given me so much you know um so yeah it's it's not anything i'm going to be giving up anytime soon excellent um i think it was, it was dan lawson recently talking during a, a short clip of the film he made for his jogging and he said ultra running is basically our way of self-harming <laughs> Right. <laughs> I, to some degree, I can, I can, I can understand why because obviously we go through such a pain. Yeah. The pain barriers while running, you know, we're purposely doing it to ourselves to get the highs. Yeah. To get the relief. Yeah. So, do you do you think it's right in some way there? I think um, a certain uh, amount of it is to like well, when you're ultra running, it's like it's it's all you can focus on sometimes, you know. So when you've had a really stressful day, suddenly my head gets so full of what I call white noise, and I can't see the wood for the trees. Um, when I go out running, especially long distance running, it's all you think about, you know. It's all you can think about, and I just feel everything else disappear. And actually, that then is um is uh, is a form of release isn't it so you don't feel the pressures from that necessarily but the running sort of takes over um and then it presents uh, a challenge um which i really enjoy physically um and so challenging myself in in that way uh, i can deal with a lot better <laughs> so, fair enough 
Right, so let's talk about your world record attempt now of uh, being the fastest female to run the length of New Zealand. First of all, let's go over again where you got this idea of running the entire length for New Zealand from. Okay, um, so the last week of Jaguar, I mentioned before, uh, I decided that I was having too much fun and I didn't want it to end. So I thought, well, I need something else to aim for. And I thought, you know, I'd... Uh, 15 years prior I'd been to New Zealand loved the country uh, and I thought I put two and two together and I just thought why not you know um, let's let's just go and give it a go and run the full length of New Zealand so uh, uh, I did <laughs> I what, kept working what sort of training did did you do in preparation for for this did you learn obviously a lot from your juggle experience yeah, so um, Joggle was a perfect warm-up um, and training for it. I love, I love how you say jog, running Joggle was just a warm-up. <laughs> it did, you know, it prepared me mentally and physically for, um, for the bigger challenge and New Zealand certainly was that because there was no pressure through Joggle. It was all about the personal challenge, whereas, you know, New Zealand was always about the, the world records going for the world record as well so I went in a little bit more serious into that um, with uh, all the experience I, I gained from Joggle um, so yeah it, when I finished Joggle it just basically I just carried on training all the way through um, spending time trying to sort of get organized for it because obviously being on the other side of the world it's pretty difficult to yeah. to things up and um and get sorted you know uh with a team of people but um yeah i got there eventually and uh yeah and first of january that's when i started so you, you the current record was set at 52 days and 12 hours what was your goal at this point before you started what was your goal um well, I was fairly confident that I was going to beat the uh, the, the 52 days. Um, I'd given myself uh, five weeks because <laughs> I'd booked the, tick the plane tickets um, home. So it was a kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah, get on with it. And um, and I'd already, you know, my, my mum and my son came out with me for the first half. So in my head, they were always going to do the North Island. Um, and that was sort of a bit of a holiday for them as well. So, it, it, you know, I had to sort of get that done on cert at a certain time, um, in a certain time as well. So, yeah, I mean, once I did the North Island and the mum and my son had gone home, that was it there. It was, I pulled my socks up and uh, cranked up the mileage and, and then basically um, and got done as, as soon as I could so I could try and, you know, smash the record. And what, what, how were you feeling standing on that start line at the top of the North Island? How, how were you, at that point, were you feeling confident? Were you feeling, obviously, apprehensive? Um, what sort of feelings were you going through? Um, it was really quite strange because it wasn't, the whole time leading up to New Zealand, um, I'd been talking about it so much that I'd not really, it not really dawned on me what, what I was doing. Um, actually, until the day before when we drove up uh, towards Cape Renga, which is with the start line, and um, we're driving on the roads actually, and um, and looking, you know, how busy they were and how very small the hard shoulder was, and thinking, oh my God, you know, I'm going to be running 
on this road and then it was just like flash of lights like oh my goodness uh however um the start line uh start at, at the very top is very quiet in sort of uh in, in very sort of well, on the coast, obviously. Um, so I was able to sort of have a few days grace before hitting the busier roads. But when I started, I felt that there was, and I don't want this to sound arrogant, but I did feel confident. I think just with joggle under my belt, I felt quietly confident that uh, I was going to do it because I was just so determined. And it, it, it never point at any point in my mind was I not going to finish um and um yeah it, it, it was pretty much my attitude every morning when I woke up it was uh just get up and do it you know uh even when I was in pain with niggles and injuries it, it never entered my head that I wasn't going to finish because it, it wasn't just a world record you were doing you were doing it for charity as well you were raising money along the way is that right it, yes, yeah. So um, back home, then I raised money for Mind, and then um, in New Zealand, it was for uh, Save the Brave, and raised just over five thousand pounds for for the charities. Okay. So that that was yeah, it was that was pretty nice to to, to be able to do that as well. Um, as, the, as the event went on, did you have any hiccups along the way? Did you have any issues that you had to deal with? Yeah, you know, it became less about the running and more about the daily challenges um, that were presented to us like, every day. Um, you know, the roads were incredibly busy, uh, a lot of lorries or trucks, as they call them. Um, I had all the bridges. Uh, they, they, they weren't pedestrian friendly at all. So it was a constant sort of having to try and uh, cross the bridges as safely as I could. Um, there was a certain amount of uh, the, the, the weather, whether it was, it, it could be extremely hot one day, extremely windy the next, and then torrential rain, you know, the day after. So I experienced three seasons in, uh, in, 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 well, in those, you know, 35 days. And um, yeah, road closures, all sorts. It was just every morning, it was just like, crikey, you know, what's ahead of us today? And you just didn't know until you got going, really. So, the, yeah, it wasn't really just about the running. It was more about the elements and that what was presented in front of you that became the hardest part. Um, what, was that, what was a highlight for you? Apart from finishing, obviously, it's always going to be a highlight. What was a, what was a highlight from the journey? um oh gosh uh probably had a few yeah there were quite a few i think just having mum and my son there made it really really special um you know and people just make the challenge they uh they they're, they're what you know they're, they're the precious memories of it all you know and so many people would amazingly just like spring up from nowhere they'd be following me on the tracker and and um I'd, you know, I'd be greeted with people sort of throughout my day which was so phenomenal and I can't say you know the, the, the New Zealanders have just opened up their arms to me and uh, gave me huge amounts of support which was really really lovely um so that definitely made it for me um as well as you know obviously the scenery in the South Islands just stunning uh absolutely stunning so i was really really fortunate you know it was uh yeah time of my life i would say and what was really? the worst part always going to be a low point during one of these things yeah um it was the uh second or maybe third uh 
but last day and um, the rain was absolutely torrential I've never experienced anything like it it was literally like somebody was just pouring buckets of water um, over my head and when trucks passed you know the, the, the force of the water would whip my cap and my hood off and um, it was just like it was just like water torture you could barely breathe in it it was just so much and I just thought my god I've got you know seven or eight hours in this and uh, it was just I mean, it was fairly flat roads so it was easy running but the, the rain was just grueling um, and that that definitely was feeling test you know I was being tested then that was hard that was really hard so how, even, how, did, how did you cope with the mental and physical challenges that this event threw at you as you say, the rain and stuff. How did you cope with that? What did you do to to, to deal? Um, I just think I don't know whether it's stubbornness or determination or bit, bit of both. But um, there was just, just no chance, and put so much work into it, and um, there was no chance I wasn't going to to finish each day um, because I was there to do to do a job. <laughs> And, um, you know, people, you know, with a support and raising lots of money, I just, you know, I had to had to get done. So it was just a case of just trying to switch off. Um, you know, for one thing, I just like I was saying before about positivity. So I wouldn't ever allow any sort of um, emotions. Like, so I try not to think about things that might upset me, like thinking about dad, like and. I sadly lost my brother and my uncle and my cousin as well like the last two yeah. years really difficult time for the whole family so I couldn't allow any of those emotions uh seep in because it was all about just you know one step one foot in front of the other and just keep driving forward um that must have been that must have been the hardest part to keep those especially with the, the amount of loss that you had over the last couple of years it must have been really difficult to to keep that buried while you focused on the job at hand yeah i think um i think just with the challenges ahead you know you're always having to stay focused you know even the traffic just tr keeping your wits about you so it was always about about what was ahead of you not you know what's going on in the in the sort of background um it, so it, i don't think there was really much opportunity to sort of drift into a you know sort of those reaching into emotions and that sort of thing until um the last day when I thought you know what uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go there because I know I'm gonna finish today now and and I did I I I cried with uh happy tears sad tears um and I just spoke about mind why I was doing the challenge um because I hadn't up until that point um and uh actually lad bible did um a really nice video and uh and uh, put all the clips together and so that's really nice to look back on um but yeah it was it's just being a bit like a a bit of a robot really i suppose you know just you just do what you've got to do and and and, and fo stay focused now i remember you finishing because i followed you uh all your journey from from day one to the finish um you broke the world record what was the official time that you set uh so it was uh i've got it written down that's terrible isn't it it felt like so such a long time ago now uh 30 uh 35 days and uh 12 minutes i believe is it 12 minutes 35 <laughs> days and 12 minutes you know what's really infuriating 
thing because I set myself a time and I, I wanted to video me running in uh, myself into bluff as I finished and um, and I stopped for like half an hour and uh, I could kick myself now you know because even if it were like if I'd uh, just run a little bit like uh, 20 minutes faster than I could have done it in 34 days <laughs> like but you, 20 you didn't just you didn't just break the, the record you completely blew it out of the water you know uh, unbelievable you, you know almost 20 almost 20 days faster yeah oh, thank you yeah, yeah that is pretty pretty incredible um and it's possibly a record that could stand for a long time um because yeah. one it's obviously on the other side of the world it's yeah. not just one you can just jump out your doorstep and do like some of them over here in in the uk um unless obviously a local over there decides to give it a go but then you know it's not it's not a it's not a short fastest known time it's a long process a long old so it could stand quite a while how does that how does it make you feel knowing that not only did you obviously do this for your for your family uh, for the ones you've lost and the ones that you are still with us but also how does it make you feel that you you are the fastest female to run the entire length of new zealand um it's it's even when you say that out loud now it's 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 it sounds a bit weird i guess um i don't know it's uh it's been quite sobering the last six months you know with lockdown and i've just you just get back to to sort of normality don't you and um yeah you know i'm i am proud of my legs and my feet for carrying me that distance but it's not something that i uh I think on every day. Does that make sense? You know, it's uh, yeah. it's just sort of the next challenge now, and um, and I'm just grateful that I had the opportunity to to do what I did and to meet the people that I did and had an amazing time because of it. But uh, yeah, you know, I have no doubt actually that that record will probably go because it's about making people aware as well, isn't it? So I didn't want to talk about it too much. Before <laughs> I didn't so I like oh, I don't want to say it too loud just in case someone else whips the cut beneath my feet but um yeah you know uh you know we talked about earlier about how many amazing ultra runners there are out there and i have no doubt that you know someone will go out and uh and and take that record and well deserved too it would be so but you know i've still got uh my memories and and had an oh, amazing yeah, no, no no one will ever take that away it's it's set in, set in stone even if yeah. it's a former record it's still a record and one somebody has to beat you know even john kelly's pennine way record stood a week before damien hill came and took it it's still he still yeah. broke a 31 year old record before that happened and yeah. you know it lasted it lasted a week so, but it's set in stone it'll be yes. written down in 2020 yeah you know, mena evans fastest female you know mm. Uh, so, uh, fingers crossed it lasts a little longer than obviously john kelly's record did <laughs> um it's lasted a few months already but that you know covid's helping out i think um it, and obviously it's been a while now it's been a few months as we know january did it and the justice has truly settled looking back on it would there be anything that you do differently you mentioned maybe go run a, for half an hour longer to be sub 30 35 is there anything in your preparation or your or your logistics that you might change if you were to do it again um i don't think so you know um i think it went 
to plan really in fact better than I could have imagined I had an incredible uh, support team when I say team I had um, John the driver uh, who was incredible he sadly passed away actually uh, a few weeks ago um, and my mum who was an amazing chef when she was there and, and my son so that was it you know it was the, our little our little bubble um, and I wouldn't change that for the world it worked perfectly because it got me from the top to the bottom and um, no I mean it, you know I could say I could have done it much faster. I could have run the North Island a lot faster but then I wouldn't have had the holiday that I did the spare time that I did to spend with my son in New Zealand you know it's, it's once in a lifetime opportunity um, so you know no I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change any of it it was uh, it was already special good um, do you have any uh, adventures in the future that uh, we should be sort of gearing up to to follow you with? Ah, uh, yes. Um, I've got actually a 100-mile race on Saturday in Sherwood Forest. Uh, nowhere near ready for it, but I needed a big <laughs> kick. So I thought, what perfect way to, to do that than to just crack on with that 100 that, miles. Is that the Robin Hood 100? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then next year I want to do, um, I want to have a crack at, between you and me, I haven't said this out loud yet, but I want to do, I want to run the fastest known time for the Welsh, the Welsh Coastal Pass. So that's, uh, that's what I'm aiming for. And then there's... you said it now, so... <laughs> So I've said it out loud now, so I've got to do it. Um, and Ultra Race Romania, that's in yeah. August. I'm heading out to that. Um, and then I'd like to do, although it won't be an FKT, but I'd like to do a Paddy Buckley uh, round as well. So I uh, just want to get back out into the mountains, you know, mm. and, um, and, and get off the road because I've done enough of that, you know, yeah. the last uh, seven, eight month well more than that actually because training was on the road as well but yes yeah back in the hills <laughs> excellent um is there any advice for beginner runners that you might want to pass on it um okay well i find um obviously with ultra running uh it's obviously it's a lot of time uh on your feet um, so now I'm a dog groomer, so I literally, I'm on my feet all day. I'm not necessarily running the whole time because it's tricky, as I said before, being a single mum. But um, basically time on feet, mix up the routine so that you're not just running the same mundane roads or trails over and over and over again because then you'll just grow to hate it. Uh, so I do a lot of cross training. So I'll do circuit training, yoga, trails, hills, speed sessions just to mix up the week. So that every run is something different and fresh. Um, and, you know, one thing that I keep telling myself as well um, on these long runs is that um, you, you're in a, in, in a time and a place that's such a brief moment that compared to the rest of your life, you know what, it's going to be over in an absolute flash. So you have to enjoy the moment, chat to the people, if you can talk and um and and soak up the experience because you know that moment's just just gone like that and you'll just look back on the memories with fondness and not really remember too much the pain <laughs> that's, that's probably that's probably the uh the answer to my next question which was if anyone's looking to do an adventure like the joggle or run in new zealand or across australia or any any 
other big adventures is there any advice we give to those guys um well yeah uh i'd say it was like i said earlier it's probably less about you know th these big challenges when you're running across country um is less about running although you are running a lot it's more about the challenges um that are ahead of you so you have to bear that in mind i probably wasn't thinking too much about that when i thought about you know first dreamt up the idea to do it um but yeah, just stay focused and determined and you know, you'll, you'll get there. I mean, if I can do it, a little dog groomer who didn't, wasn't running three years ago, um, then you know, anybody can really. Excellent. So what we're going to do is finish off with 10 quick fire questions. Okay. Nice. Nothing too strenuous there. No, right. So question number one, which do you prefer, trail or road? Oh, trail, obviously. I knew that was going to be the answer, but I've got, I've got to ask it because you run a lot of road. Um, your favourite bit of kit that you can't go without when you do these things? Oh, gosh. Uh, one, I'm only going to say one piece. Um, oh, it's got to be the shoes, isn't it? It's got to be my ultras. Yeah, I've got wide-ass feet, you know, and, uh, and they're the only shoes that fit. And I went through the whole of New Zealand without losing any toenails. So, yeah, it's got to be the shoes. Excellent. Uh, your favourite snack on the run? Oh, um, chocolate raisins. Nice. Is there anyone that inspires you? Uh, you know, there are so many ultra runners out there. I've got a massive list of people. I think, um, yeah, all these recent FKTs and things. I, it's yeah. There's not really one specific, but uh, there's yeah, there's tons. There's tons of people out there that inspire me. Are you a Marmite lover or no? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> would you do another joggle? Oh, in a flash, yes. Would you, would you, oh. go for, would you attempt a fast time? Um, I don't know. I've been asked that question. Um, possibly. It's, for me, when I did it, it was more about the experience yes. and the love and soaking up. Uh, you know the, the the scenery and everything like that i think when you're doing it as fast as you can you there's less of that it's more about head down and focus um so yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> what has been your favorite race that you've ever done favorite race oh uh nantararian silver trail okay whereabouts is that that's uh close to Aberystwyth um so just over the, the the mountains there it's um it's uh, the bird feeding uh, place there as well and lots of mountain bike trails it's just stunning it's got woodland it's got mountains it's got everything in it so it's a really you go, ladies and gentlemen there's one for you if you haven't done it before um obviously you've, you've already mentioned it what's your go-to shoes at the moment Go-to shoes uh, are my ultras. Um, so I've got the Escalantes for uh, the roads and then the Superior for a light trail shoe. What, what running watch do you use? Uh, Garmin Phoenix. Excellent. Uh, and do you run with your son? Uh, oh, I try to. I try to put them out. I try to. Yeah, he's he's a really natural runner, actually. But, um, you know, it's, it's not something that I want to force him to do. Um, 
it, it, I just want him to enjoy the moment. So when I can, uh, I do get him out. And um, without realising it, he's done three, four miles, you know. But uh, if I if I tell him he's got to do it, then... <laughs> mm. But yeah, we'll see. He's, he's still young, so there's plenty of time. Excellent. Um, it's been absolutely fantastic catching up with you, uh, men. Oh, thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, like I said, I followed you from day one of your New Zealand. That's how I got to know, obviously, through the brutal, uh, beautifully brutal uh, ambassadors. Um, and thank you for coming on. Uh, absolutely. It's amazing. And I love, I just love chatting to people who have their stories, uh, the reasons why they did what they do. And everyone, although we have similar stories along the way with various different, everyone's still different. Um, and we all have different adventures in our feet would probably hate us if you know if they could actually talk i think a lot of the time um but they will also say what great adventures that we've been on uh, yours i definitely think your 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 feet would have enjoyed every step in the rain in the in in the wind the sun and everything along the way um, they're dancing yeah it's been absolutely brilliant. so what i'll do is i'll pause this and then we'll just have our a little finished chat afterwards but thank you very much for coming on the show mina you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Wow, that was amazing. What a great catch up it was with Mena. Uh, she just proves that an average Joe can achieve great things. Um, and I really, really enjoyed catching up with her. If you enjoyed this or any of the other episodes, please like, subscribe, download um, on all the various podcast apps and YouTube. All right, click that bell, uh, click subscribe, and be notified of when the next one's uploaded. But until next time, on If My Feet Could Talk, I am the Ultra Running Matt Lowe. Laters.